Hi everyone and welcome to the Going International podcast. I'm Christina Santos, I'm a director in our FAS department in Grantorton, Ireland. And in this podcast, we will be approaching some of the key issues that your business might face when going international across multiple jurisdictions and some of the solutions that potentially you might put in place. Today, I'm joined by my colleague Gabriella Bobarda, a lead partner in our Italian firm, with whom I work very closely together in multiple projects over the years. I'll pass the word on to him. Hi, Gabriel. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm delighted uh, to be with you today. Uh, my name is Gabriele Labombarda. Uh, I've been uh, acting as a partner of uh, uh, GT for over 15 years uh, uh, now. I'm uh, part of the organization for over 22 years. And uh, uh, within uh, Grand Thornton, Italy, I act uh, as the leader of the business solution practice of uh, GT, also having a role of International Business Center Director within Italy. Thanks, Mil, for that. So, so in your role as you know, um, International Business um, Director, like, w- can you give us a sense of what brings business to Italy? Of course, uh, Italy is a country that has a very developed market with over uh, 64 million inhabitants at today's date. It's the third largest economy in the Eurozone and is uh, ranked uh, eight among the best countries to invest for 2021. This is a stuff uh, provided by the Foreign Direct Investment Confidence Index. Uh, it's uh, a strategic gateway for all businesses coming uh, from outside the EU to over 500 million customers in the Eurozone. Uh, as an excellence in uh, research and development, uh, you know that is famous for design, uh, that is uh, part of our culture, and uh, it has uh, a huge history in terms of university. Maybe that uh, you know that the first university was created in Italy in the middle century, and this is uh, uh, something that we are proud of because there are a number of talents that are available and make the fortune of international businesses. For this reason, I believe that uh, it's a very attractive country for uh, businesses that comes from abroad. Thanks very much for that. I I heard you specifically, you know, talking about that strategic gateway. for for you know customers across the European Union, why what is that makes it you know different? Like what why do you think that is you know an attractive proposition for businesses? Yeah, because uh, there are a number of factors here. One is uh, uh, the geographical location uh, with uh, a number of uh, ports that are available for goods that come from. Uh, uh, Asia and uh, uh, the the Africa uh, havens and uh, the Mediterranean Sea, uh, but also because it is uh, welcoming in terms of uh, um, businesses. Uh, as Italians, we normally have a very welcoming attitude, and that is uh, confirmed also for. Uh, the environment that is laid down for businesses wanting to do investment in our countries. There are specific schemes that are benefited schemes for inbounds that uh, make it uh, very convenient to hire employees at today's date. Uh, Hiring employees uh, has always been one of the difficulties in Italy given the significant social security contribution rate that exists. But these uh, very benefited schemes that are available nowadays 
this is something that uh, is no longer a priority on the agenda that makes uh, the life of businesses that want to expand in the Italian territory easier and also more effective in terms uh, of uh, PNL of uh, these uh, new ventures. No, very interesting, and, and I'm sure the food um, is also a plus there. No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Do not ask me to talk about uh, food and, and beverage in Italy. Otherwise, the podcast can last three days and not 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Let's not go there. Um, so, look, I, I, um, I suppose I'm, I'm interested in maybe if, if you can share with us um, you know, a situation or situations to avoid that in, in your experience without naming names of clients, but maybe like a bit of the specifics around the situation of, of things not to do um, from a compliance perspective that can become quite onerous when, when setting up. Ah, definitely. Uh, one thing is uh, to think about it and plan your strategy before moving because Italy has always been a very bureaucratic country to work with. Everything is based on uh, uh, formalities and therefore planning uh, in advance uh, is key in order to ensure that no gaps are created. Also because when gaps exist, then the size of penalties in order to recover this gap can be material vis-a-vis uh, the opportunity to plan in advance and prevent that these uh, uh, things that bring money and time away from the business uh, can uh, entail. So to keep a long story short, planning is key. Uh, um, the difficulties that I have seen uh, generating the majority of cases, the errors that uh, uh, were committed were due to uh, not enough planning upfront, facing uh, uh, elements that uh, were already there, possibly for years uh, after inconsistencies were created, and to recover the past uh, further to uh, managing the present is always tough and requires a significant expenditure. In Italy, fines can reach 120% of the taxes that one doesn't pay uh, in the correct timeline. Therefore, you can understand that notwithstanding there are different programs that allow to reduce this penalties rate uh, is key to prevent that uh, inconsistencies are created. Well, that that is quite quite significant. So maybe, you know, picking up on, on that you know, statistic that you share there, um, what are maybe the key you know, must knows that are very, I suppose, specific to Italy um, in terms of compliance or a tax environment that really people and businesses need to be, you know, taking um, taking into consideration. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, normally, I, I call three main elements to consider. Uh, the first one is that Italy is a system entirely based on self-disclosure, self-payment. So this means that uh, in theory you go on yourself by doing uh, everything that is uh, needed in order to comply with local rules, but this means that you have to know which are the local rules. So uh, leveraging uh, the experience of someone that uh, is already working uh, in Italy is definitely uh, a good chance to take. The second uh, main element is that uh, our compliance environment is always based on supporting documentation. There is never any room 
for uh, oral witnessing, but everything must be supported on papers. Therefore, uh, having a solid procedure and uh, uh, documented uh, policies and processes normally is uh, a good uh, way of approaching uh, our country. The third item, and that is the area in which typically we see errors and inconsistencies uh, if uh, the, the persons that manage compliance is not aware of the Italian peculiarities, is uh, VAT and withholding tax compliance. Because for VAT, we have very strict rules. Normally, I say that for VAT, an error uh, originates three kind of fines. So with a single error, you have uh, wrong invoicing, wrong registration, and wrong uh, return preparation. So three penalties for the same error. For withholding tax, uh, it's key to know that uh, in Italy, there are domestic tax withholding that are peculiar to our countries. So this is normally the three main topics that I would address if I start doing business here. Thanks for, for you know for that information. Really helpful. Um, you know for, for anyone thinking about setting up business in in Italy, and in terms of you know even for businesses that are already operating in Italy, do you have any tips of you know regulatory changes that are coming down the line that they need to start preparing and planning ahead for? Definitely. You may remember that uh, Italy is always uh, at the forefront of innovation in terms of uh, uh, formalities and tax processes. Uh, in uh, 2019, we were the, the first country that uh, introduced compulsory electronic invoicing for, uh, I would say, the entire businesses operating in Italy with just a few exceptions that uh, uh, faded away over time. The very next piece of news that I would expect is that uh, the Italian uh, tax administration will leverage the experience that they did uh, with the electronic invoicing to prepare uh, by itself uh, the uh, VAT return of companies. So it is expected that uh, in terms of compliance from a system in which according to the self-declaration um, uh, uh, strategy that has always existed, we prepare the devout return to be submitted to the tax authority, we will pass into a system in which it will be the tax authority that will prepare the VAT return on the basis of the data that they capture from the electronic invoices. So this means that uh, in the future, and it is in my mind a very near future, uh, we will no longer have to prepare VAT return, but we will have to check the content of VAT return prepared by the tax authority and confirm the data that is con contained into it. So uh, having a good uh, level of compliance and a good level of understanding of uh, the Italian system would definitely be helpful to ensure that the data captured by the authority are really consistent uh, with uh, the business that is beyond that. Thanks. Thanks very much for that, Gabriel. And, and look, I know we, we are already in touch, you and I, in terms of the clients that we, we have in common, that we service, um, you know, through our collaboration. So really, really thank you for, you know, that your valuable input. Um, I hope, you know, the people that are listening have um, found it useful too. And it's it's something that, you know, we in Breath Warden can certainly help um, through us, through, through, through you, to help with, with setting up business or um, I suppose ensuring that the compliance 
um, needs are being met in, in Italy. So really thank you for, for your time. Thank you all for listening today. Uh, check out our Grant Wharton website for further insights on the topics discussed today and stay tuned for the next podcast. <laughs>